Welcome to this week's edition of Ocean Allison, where I bring you the best in ocean science, education, and conservation through conversations with people who are creating positive change for the ocean. This week's ocean advocate is Jillian Morris-Brake. Jillian is a shark conservationist using photography, education, and social media to help make the world a better place for sharks. Hi, Jillian. Welcome to the show. Hi, Allison. Thanks so much for having me. Very excited to have you on the show today, and I think my listeners will be very interested in what you have to say and learn all about your amazing career. To give our listeners a little bit of background, Jillian and I have never met in person but we actually met via social media. Shout out to Carly Marine Art on Instagram. She actually commented on one of my posts and suggested that Jillian should be on my show, and then Jillian reached out. So thank you, Carly, for that, and thank you, Jillian, for reaching out. So um, I want to talk about social media and the way that you use it in a little bit, but I want to first really just dive right in, pun intended. You've had all these amazing experiences diving with sharks, of all different species all over the world in different settings. From those experiences, what is the most important thing that you would say you've learned over the years and that you want to convey to people about sharks? I think probably the most important thing is how powerful putting a person in the water with sharks can be. It's something that is, it's very powerful, it's very raw, it's very beautiful, and it allows people to see very quickly that they're not man-eating monsters, that they're actually quite beautiful, and that it is possible to have a safe interaction with them. And I'm always impressed with how quickly someone's perception of sharks can change if they're scared or they're apprehensive about being in the water with them, that a few minutes there in the world of the shark gives them this incredible opportunity and this personal story that they can have and they can share that I think is is the most powerful tool we actually have in, in helping to conserve these animals. And so, like I said, you've had all these amazing experiences diving with sharks to come to that conclusion and to really make that your lifelong passion is, is helping to conserve these sharks by promoting people to have experiences with them. But for our listeners that have never maybe seen a shark in real life, let alone have swam with them or dove with them, can you describe to us a little bit of what it's like to dive with sharks? I'll be honest, the first time I swam with sharks, I was nervous. I was just like anybody else. I was fascinated with them. But Despite my fascination in the back of my head, I, you know, my mind was saying, wow, you're really going to get in the water with this many sharks on purpose. But very quickly, and it was a bunch of nurse sharks, and very quickly, I realized they had absolutely no interest in us. And so I think that, you know, it's important to remember, you don't have to be in with a great white for your first time, like you can build the experience like anything. And it's surreal. I still remember the first time in the water with them. It's incredible to watch them move and see just how perfect they are in that environment. And no matter what species it is, you're seeing something that has been around for so long and is incredibly perfect at being in this underwater world. And 
we're getting just a moment to be a part of that. And they're allowing us to be a part of that. So, you know, it's just a remarkable experience and, and one that I hope I never lose the love of because even with nurse sharks, which sometimes people are like, ah, nurse sharks, not a big deal. I love every moment in the water with sharks. It's a, it's a chance to see this beautiful ocean predator in their element, see the way they move, they behave, and see that power and grace right in front of you. There's there's nothing else in the world like it. And like I said, it's something I hope I'm able to do for as long as I possibly can. And one time you dove with sharks that's, I think, really significant, at least uh, in my opinion, was when you dove with white sharks off of Isla Guadalupe, off the coast of Mexico. And most people go there to cage dive with white sharks. And you actually went out of the cage and swam with them just out in the open ocean. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Yeah, well, I started out in the cage. I was out there filming and and working for a dive company. And you start out in the cage, and then we had a submersible cage that we could go down, we could ride down to about 40 feet, and then we could step up on the top and have freedom to move around outside of the cage in order to film and get shots um, and to work with these animals. And I've been in the water with a lot of big sharks, but there's nothing that compares to a great white. And I think it's something the eye and just watching them and just trying to process how big that animal actually is and how much bigger than you they are and and how tolerant they are of us in their space and it really is a reminder of respect there wasn't any you know harassing grabbing anything like that we were just filming them and and watching them and just having a moment to be in their world and be in the water with an animal that large a top predator that large is something that I probably count as one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And it obviously takes, you know, experience. And I don't think that it's something for everybody. But it is something that, again, it's a powerful experience, one that I cherish, and one I think that really kind of solidified my wanting to work with these animals and my wanting to work sharing these experiences and and sharing a positive image about these animals and what they're going through and why they actually matter and and why we're working to save them. And so you mentioned that when you had that experience, you were filming these sharks. You are a photographer and videographer, very accomplished, and you have not only swam and dove with these sharks all over the world, but you've photographed them and filmed them. Can you talk about being a shark photographer and videographer and how those images and those videos that you take are so useful? Yeah, I think the saying, you know, image is worth a thousand words is cliche, but it's also really true. So capturing a moment, capturing a story, a behavior, again, is a tool for us to share these animals with the world, whether it's teaching students or or talking to adults. And it doesn't matter. That image can show something both negative and positive. So we can use these as tools to share the big open mouth and the teeth and and it's very easy to kind of get the hype about these animals they are large or they can be large predators they do have teeth but it's also very easy to capture a slow moving peaceful you know very gentle image which I think is really really important because most of the images we see tend to have that big bitey kind of gaping mouth shot and that's not 
what sharks are all about. Yes, you can get those shots, but those animals don't swim around like that their whole lives. There's a lot more to them. And the videos and the photos allow us to tell their story, the whole story, from when they're small and they're vulnerable. Uh, I've been able to film a lemon shark giving birth, which is probably hands down the coolest thing I've ever filmed and been able to witness. And so for people to see how vulnerable and how beautiful the start of a life is, is a very, very different side of sharks than most people will ever see or even think about. So as far as education and conservation, they're really, really one of our best assets for getting people to see a different side of sharks and realize that they're not man-eating monsters, but actually really, really remarkable creatures and maybe even spark, you know, more interest in and them wanting to help or do something or get in the water with them. And so you are currently actually living on Bimini Island in the Bahamas. And also on Bimini is the Bimini Biological Field Station, also known as Bimini Shark Lab. You were at one time working for them and with them. Um, now you kind of collaborate with them. Can you talk about what Bimini Shark Lab is all about and the ways that you collaborate with them? Yeah, the Shark Lab was started in 1990 by Doc Gruber as a base for his work with lemon sharks. And since then, as you know, it's been featured on uh, you know dozens of documentaries, produced some very groundbreaking research and, and a better understanding about sharks. And so they've constantly got new projects, new um, research going on. It's a very exciting place. It's a very dynamic place. Lots of students, volunteers, PhD students coming through. So getting to work with them is always really, really exciting. And we love supporting the work that they're doing. Uh, some of their research has led to better protection of sharks in places like Florida and the Bahamas. Some of the research that Doc has led has helped us better understand these animals from their aging process to their behavior, the fact that baby lemon sharks have personalities and best friends, things that most people probably wouldn't think about when they think of sharks. So getting to work alongside them, whether we're out helping them tag or we're filming the work they're doing or we're doing education projects, it's always really, really exciting. And it's great to collaborate with such an awesome group of people and be part of, you know, the same goal. We want to see sharks protected. We want to see them, their populations thrive, and we want to stop the, the overkilling and the overfishing of these animals. So when anytime you can work with an organization like that, it's always really wonderful and, and something that we absolutely love. In touching on education that you work sometimes with Bimini Shark Lab, doing some education initiatives along with science initiatives and things like that, a few years ago you started your nonprofit called Sharks for Kids. What is the mission of Sharks for Kids and why did you start it? Well, the main goal for Sharks for Kids is to create the next generation of shark advocates through education, outreach, and adventure. And I started it because I genuinely believe that kids have a voice, they can make a difference, and it can be a very powerful impact. So I've been doing a lot of talks at various schools and visiting classrooms and working for, you know, in collaboration with some other organizations. And I just, I really loved it. I loved connecting with students. And I loved their energy and how excited they got, how much they wanted to get involved. And, and so I decided that this would be a really cool thing is to provide in one location a lot of different options for them to learn more about these animals. 
And so when I started it, I didn't exactly know the direction it was going to go. But over time, I, I sat on the idea for about four years. And then finally, in 2012, I said, right, I'm going to do this. This is the time. So I collaborated with my husband and uh, my best friend, who's also a shark biologist. And we put together a year's worth of work. We developed curriculum, activities, videos, and created this website that was a passion project for all of us as a tool for teachers and students to learn more about these animals, bring sharks into the classroom, and have the tools to do so. That's so awesome. I, I love that initiative, and I'm so glad that you have started Sharks for Kids. It looks like it's super successful and is only going to continue to be more successful. For our listeners that are teachers in K-12 classrooms or even kids that are listening, how can they get involved with Sharks for Kids? We have a lot of different programs. We have Skype classroom visits, so teachers in grades K-12 through or even college, university classes can connect with us, and we offer a, a kind of a wide range of different presentations we can do uh, with various team members from just general shark biology to shark tagging or filming and the work that we do with these animals, which is a great tool to kind of bring something different and a unique spin to maybe some standard curriculum they're working with if it's an ocean unit or they're studying ecosystems or, or careers. It's kind of a nice addition, I think, to, to things they might already be doing. We also have Google Hangouts. So we feature different marine science careers and people from around the world each month. And then we also have our Google Hangouts at the Shark Lab. So we do a live shark workup to teach students what shark science really looks like, why it's happening, and why it's so important to help these animals. So those are kind of our, our live interactive options. We also have a lot of curriculum that students can check out or teachers with full teaching packets that they can incorporate even just a small component or an entire unit. And uh, we also have our South Florida shark snorkels for the whole family and some other projects like classroom visits in person that people can participate in. So our team will also actually go into the classroom. We just got back from North Carolina and Long Island in the Bahamas speaking to students, doing hands-on activities, and also just discussing careers, shark science, and shark conservation. So those are kind of the main things that we offer, um, which give you a lot of options to bring sharks into the classroom or into your community group in either a very small way or, you know, a very all-encompassing way to really dive deeper into their world. With Sharks for Kids, you also have social media platforms that you use to promote Sharks for Kids and raise awareness about it, uh, in addition to your own personal social media channels that you use a lot, which obviously help to connect us for this podcast. Can you talk about using social media, what motivates you to use it, and the importance of it? I think we probably all have a love-hate relationship with social media. It's one of those things, sometimes it's tedious or there's just a lot of stuff that we see that we really don't care about, but it's also extremely powerful. Uh, we can get a message out. We can share information. It's really, really a powerful tool for connecting a lot of people all over the world, either to get more information or to share something. So I think it's a way for us to connect with teachers, students, scientists, conservationists and linked together to work 
on the same goal. We're all in this together. We're all in this ride together and our actions have an impact. So if we can spread the word, ideas, um, news that's happening and keep up to date and all work together and, and share this information, I think it's it's far more widespread and allowing us to get a certain message out there much quicker than we could have without it. So it's kind of a really wonderful tool that we find very powerful in, in kind of sharing our information, our goals, and connecting with people all over the world. And you've had the opportunity to work with a number of extremely prominent news outlets and publications like Nat Geo, Discovery Channel, BBC, Animal Planet, PBS, the list can go on and on. Going on what you just said and talking about your use of social media, I think another really great thing about using social media is that you can post about these things that you're really passionate about, the things that you're working on from a more personal stance. When you work with these large publications, these large news outlets, it's more from their point of view or it's it's more broad scale. So I think one thing that I really love about your Instagram account and Sharks for Kids Instagram account is that it's more personal. You know, it's more like I'm getting to know you or the kids that are participating in Sharks for Kids. So I think that's really great that you're using social media in addition to obviously working with these really influential news media outlets and publications. And then on that note, in working with these large news outlets and publications, how has that affected the impact that you have on people's perception of sharks and sharks themselves? Is it always a really positive experience? Is it sometimes a negative experience? What has it been like for you? I think it really varies. It depends on the particular network production company. It's There's a lot of pieces that come together to create that final 42 minutes that that airs on whatever channel. So I think there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that maybe people aren't, you know, don't realize the process that happens, the planning, the prep, and how it evolves over time. So yeah, there are programs that you hope go one way and they don't. It happens. It's, you know, it's one of those things you, you only have control of the bit that you're doing. So if I'm filming, I really only have control of, of what I'm filming, my time in the water, my work with the animals. So that's what I have control of. So I, I do that. I do my job, that footage goes, and then it's really up to the production company what they're going to do with it. What's the story that they're going to tell? And oftentimes it isn't the story that I would tell. That doesn't always mean it's a bad thing, but sometimes it's definitely not the story I would tell. And I think what we're seeing now, though, is more and more shows featuring sharks, more and more production crews, and people are realizing that sharks do some weird and wonderful and just incredible things that you don't have to make things up. You don't have to embellish or, or make things scary or, or have just those shots of a great white shark's mouth wide open. There is so much more to sharks from deep sea sharks that, you know, have glow in the dark bellies to these adaptations these animals have, walking sharks. And, and so I think TV and media in general are starting to realize, like, wow, okay, these animals do some cool stuff. Let's feature this. And this is enough. People want to see this. It's interesting. And we can feature that and it's going to get ratings. It's gonna, people are going to watch that. And so I think we're seeing an evolution in the way that animals are portrayed in the media and it's getting better and better. 
we worked on the BBC Shark program, which is probably one of the most amazing shows I've ever worked on. It was straight natural history. And my husband and I spent about 200 hours in the mangroves with baby lemon sharks, which was an incredible experience. But they really told the beautiful story, the struggles, challenges, the behaviors of these animals, and people were blown away. It aired on Discovery Shark Week as well, and I think it just really showed people that you can show the beautiful reality of sharks, and it doesn't have to be kind of this made-up, flashy thing to get people excited or interested. And so I think you are seeing sort of an evolution in what is being produced, and I'm really excited about it because it means that people are going to see a side of sharks that maybe they never expected. And hopefully that's going to get more people to want to step up and do something to help these animals. It's great that you're excited about that transition, that shift that you're seeing. And I also really want to thank you because I feel that you are definitely a big part of making that transition happen. You're working with these large production companies. You're filming these sharks that that footage gets put on these shows. So you are playing a big role in that. So thank you so much for all the positive things that you're doing for sharks and to change people's perception of them to a more positive one because they are such incredible creatures. So for our listeners, I will be linking to the Sharks for Kids websites. That's with the number four, sharks4kids.com. And I will also be linking to the Sharks for Kids Instagram account. That's at Shark Education, and then also Jillian's personal Instagram account at Bimini Shark Girl, so that you can follow her, see all the amazing things that she's doing, and uh, even connect with her in those ways. Send her a message or send Sharks for Kids a message to see how you can get involved in helping to make the world a better place for sharks as well. So, Jillian, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing and for being on the show today. I really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, thanks so much, Allison, for taking the time to to have me on the show and to share the message and the information and the programs that we're doing. You just heard Jillian Morris Brake, shark conservationist using imagery, education, and social media to help make the world a better place for sharks. To learn more about the topics discussed in this podcast, visit my website at allisonrandolph.com and tune in to next week's episode to hear another conversation between me and someone creating positive change for the ocean.